If you're a cannabis business owner looking to expand into new markets and need guidance and support you can trust, consider Collateral Base, a group that has done it before in multiple merit-based and limited market states. Collateral Base was founded by an experienced cannabis attorney with highly educated consultants with master's degrees and years of experience in the cannabis industry. The Collateral Base team is confident they know cannabis licensing better than any of their peers. And I encourage you to see for yourself. It just takes one phone call. If you're ready to expand your cannabis business into new limited markets, contact Collateral Base today at 309-306-1095. That's 309-306-1095. Or visit collateralbase.com. Hey, music lovers. The Cannamom Show podcast, in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars, is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at LampkinGuitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's hot time. We had a hot time. Together. Together. Yes, it's hot time. We had a hot time. Together. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe your host and Cannabis Lifestyle Guide. And I really think you're going to appreciate today's conversation, regardless if you go to church. Growing up, I was taught never to discuss politics or religion with folks you care about, especially at the dinner table. But as a 45-year-old woman with a lot of life experience, I have to say that I disagree. So I called up today's guest to meet me at the intersection of cannabis and Christian values. Craig Gross is the founder of Christian Cannabis and a former pastor known for his work in creating the Triple X Church and becoming known as the Porn Pastor. Craig has spent 20 years examining alternative, secretive, and demonized things through the lens of Christian values with members of the church. Craig shares his experience of discovering cannabis, how it changed his life and his family, and how that affected his relationships with the church, congregation, and his colleagues. We discuss personal experiences with the spirituality of cannabis and the joy and purpose of being for something rather than pushing against something else. And I bring out my list of unchristian stigmas that need to be squashed. 
But before we spark up this conversation, I'd like to acknowledge that religion is polarizing and can cause tempers to flare and walls to go up and communication to shut down. I also acknowledge that there are many different titles given to source energy, the creator of this cosmic experiment we're all living in. So when you hear me speak of God, substitute in your deity of choice and let's keep on rolling with the conversation. We got to get better at having difficult conversations while simultaneously hearing each other. Because when we understand where each other is coming from, my friend, we make room for that cosmic magic where we're in the flow and love and solutions abound. So smoke them if you got them. And let's open our hearts and minds to the spiritual conduit we call cannabis. It's time to get casually baked. It's high time. We had a high time together. Together. Thank you to Craig for joining us today to talk about the devil's lettuce. Greg, thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for talking to me about all this. Yeah, so Craig is actually on a road trip right now. Um, he's he has not been kidnapped. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the back of a van. I'm not. I have, a, I have a weed pillow in the back of the van. Yeah, so see, he I'm, has I'm, his whoopee. <laughs> um, so you know, today I wanted us to talk about Christian values the spiritual side of cannabis and what you are doing as an ordained minister <laughs> to kind of bring those worlds together and have a conversation with a group of people that, like I said, they think cannabis is a sin. So where should we dive into all this, Craig? Oh, where, wherever you want. Uh, I've been talking about this for three years and a lot of people are still uncomfortable, but people like you are, are making it easier. Yeah. Well, I guess we can start with the uh, complete shock value of the fact that before you were working in cannabis, you were the pastor for the Triple X Church. So why don't we just start there? Give us a brief little history of how you keep bringing Christian values with these really alternative and demonized things. Yeah, so... At 16, I decided to give my whole life to Jesus. You know, that's what I signed up for. So I became a youth pastor. This was early 2000, so uh, internet came out. And every kid uh, found porn, free music, and a chat room. And so to address that topic, it's crazy to think back. out of All the things I could have done when the internet started. Uh, I started xxxchurch.com. Uh, we said we were the number one Christian porn site. We launched it at the largest porn show in the country. Uh, 20 years later, 150 million people to the site. Um, a lot of people were able to talk about an issue that otherwise they kept quiet. And then the church didn't know how to respond to that. So the church kind of keeps quiet when they don't know what to do. They don't want to be wrong. So I was then the guy that you brought in to talk about porn, why the pastor could go take a vacation and they could put the PG-13 or the R-rated you know, he's going to come in and do it. They could check the box and the church could move on. But for 20 years, I sat with people that, you know, were struggling, whether that was a, a kid that found porn for the first time, a husband that was dealing with this, a wife who 
thought her husband was committing adultery because he looked at porn. So all those things, the secret nature of it. I was on speed dial at times for people that were on TMZ because they sent dick, dick pics. So I was kind of <laughs> that guy that um, eventually, like, it didn't work for me. Meeting people on their worst day of their life, um, that's when you call me. And I never knew why I did it. I never knew kind of consciously. I just, I don't know, the internet came out and 20 years later, I'm like the porn guy. And I was like, you know what? It's not really me. And um, turns out I'm the pot guy. (laughs) So (laughs) then that's confusing because I'm against pornography. But after my dad died in 2013, I got sick and I'm 46 now. So at the time, you know, I'm, uh, you know, in my thirties, but I've never experienced, um, not being able to work, not being able to travel. Um, and I just got all these prescriptions. Maybe you have seizures, maybe you have an onset of MS. Like these diagnoses were just like maybe's. Yeah. And, and then I watched throwing stuff against the wall. And uh, then I watched a weeds documentary and my wife said, why don't you go get your medical marijuana card and try that? And that started everything for me. It, it, you know, not just woke me up. It, um, it slowed me down. It started to heal me. It started, um, and of course I'm an evangelist. So I started showing as soon as I knew it was good and it wasn't the devil's lettuce, I started showing it to any pastor that would come over to my house. We'd order pizza. I would just say, here's how to do this. And then eventually I said, I don't want to be known for all the things I'm against. And how come somebody can't come out there and give Christians permission to try this plant? I'd never abused it. I'd never tried it until I was 30 something years old. And um, I found it to be a good thing in my life. And I wanted to let people know that they should be able to try this. And if they needed a pastor's permission, um, man, I'll be the one to give you that. And so we started yeah. ChristianCannabis.com on uh, 420 of 2019. I love it. And, you know, you you said something that just really spoke to me because I felt that too, that cannabis, it woke me up and slowed me down. And if you're thinking about Christian values and I think about the things that cannabis brought to my life, a Christian would say yes to all of those things. I found a, a deeper connection with myself and yeah. and with nature. And, you know, as someone who was a mutt growing up, as far as church was concerned, you know, I'm from a blended family. And one week I'd be at a Baptist church, and then it was a Catholic and Episcopalian and a Methodist sometimes in the Foursquare. And you're getting this message from all these different people. And, you know, as a young person, I recognized, oh, well, they're all climbing the same mountain. They're just Mm -hmm. doing it from different spots. They're starting at different spots. They all want to go to the same place. But if you were to talk to them, their way was the right way. And, you know, these are, these are the people that are going to heaven. These people aren't. And I just was like, Christians are the most judgy things I've ever been around. And so I just, as a grown up, I chose no church. And cannabis brought me back to this spiritual place in my life yeah. and where I was able to think, hmm, okay, let's let's rethink this God thing and yeah. you know, what place God is going to have in my life. You know, I was always the person that I'm like, I know there's something bigger out there. 
but I just call it universe because yeah. that is a word that is not demonized. It's, it's not so hot. People don't want to touch it, but yeah. eventually, you know, it's like, God's like, it's God. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. if, if, if you want my nickname to be universe, but at some point you have to acknowledge that I'm God and I'm with you all the time. And literally cannabis, if it weren't for cannabis, I would not even be having this conversation with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I'm an ordained minister. I, I've been a pastor. Like it's been a calling on my life. And so I know I've read the Bible. I know how to pray. I know how to do all those things. What I found with cannabis is it, it quieted me down the mind. I didn't need to talk. I would sit in bed after everyone would go to bed my first few days and years with cannabis, I would never share, you know, here I am running a ministry all about accountability and openness. And I'm like sneaking cannabis at night, not from my family knew, but I was like, okay, I'm only going to do it at night. But I found myself in some deep meditative spaces where things came in and I know the voice of the Lord. Like it's spoken, like it says in the Bible, like my sheep know my voice and they do what I say. Like I've heard it before. I've moved my family across the country for it. I've given, you know, my livelihood for 20 years because of this call, this knowing, and I'm sitting in bed with cannabis and it's like, not just, oh God, it's, it's so much more clear. And then you're like, wait, am I high? No, I'm sitting here and I'm able to receive. And so when I started my prayer life changed to just words was words. Oh, to just listening. And then I was like, man, this, I was on a quest. You know, I've, I've read a book called Cannabis and Spirituality and got a hold of the author. And he invited me to a spiritual plants conference in Canada. So I was like, hell yes. Yes. Like there's other people out there. And this guy, you know, he's sharing me about just the history of cannabis. And somehow along the way, we've gotten it wrong here, obviously in our country and many others. But um, man, we're at a place today where I, I just feel like it's time. And if, if you want that awakening, you know, and if you know it, like if you, if you've been in church or you have that, you hear a song, you hear something stirring you. If you just sit quiet with cannabis, oh, it'll make me anxious or I'll be fearful. No, it might show you something. It might be your greatest teacher. And I don't know, like a lot of Christians at first were like, oh, but we, we want to give so much power to Jesus and God. And we don't want to give power to anything else. And I'm like, this isn't becoming my savior but it's a damn good plant and I think we should be able to enjoy it. And if it shows well, you something about yourself, then, then like use it. Well, and the thing that cannabis taught me about that is that God is not outside of me. God is within me, you know? And so to be able to feel God, you know, it's like I am divine as is everyone else. Everyone else is me having a different experience because the connectedness and oneness of all that is and that we are. And, you know, one of the things that has impacted me the most that I learned is love is and everything else isn't. So even the demons, even all of the things that you're being shown, it is for you. And, you know, cannabis yeah. is an excellent teacher in that regard yeah yeah that idea of duality um i mean i i, I understand jesus i understand obviously uh 
you know, God, the universe, however you want to put language around it. I think more religions are, you know, there's more similarities in religion than there are, you know, uh, oppositions. Like we're more connected and more united than you actually think. But the, like the game is like, they keep us all divided, but I've met some of the most spiritual people that, man, they don't maybe read the Bible the same way I do. The way I look at Jesus's teachings, the red letters is the I in, in Jesus isn't just about him. He didn't need all the jewelry. He didn't need all the, all of us to have the bloody photo of him on the, on the wall or the, the, the cross necklace. Like he, he was telling us what we're capable of. And it took some of these spiritual plants for me. Uh, cannabis was a start. Uh, ayahuasca was something that, that really showed me there's no separation with me and God. And Sometimes Christians, like, they want to give so much power to Jesus and forget the Holy Spirit. And so you can call it source, spirit. You and I, yes, we have it. We have what Jesus says is capable of and what was in him. But we forget it and we want to deflect all that at times to Jesus or some other ruler and give our power away. And I'm sitting in my bed. You fix it. Yes. So I'm, take, I'm, Jesus, take yeah, the wheel. Jesus, yeah. All yeah. that. And I'm like, no, like, you know how to fucking drive. Like as Christians or however you want to call yourself, like we are powerful people. Jesus was showing us what is capable. And I don't know for cannabis, there was something in me that just lit a fire. I was like, oh my gosh, like I could, like, I can do this. And yeah, duality, like no longer was I separate from God. And man, that puts so much distance sometimes between you and your prayers and this, and then you have to be good. And I was like, you know what? I'm fine. I don't want to be the porn pastor. I want to tell people to smoke cannabis or try it. And, you know, I got my mom to, to try a topical that I, it's, I'm not just starting people off with J's, you know, and just say, here's yeah. top shelf stuff. It's like, Hey, there's studies that are coming out just about CBD and anxiety, depression. So it's like, I don't care where you start. It's a good starting space. You know, if it's legal in your place, you live, man, explore Mm -hmm. this, talk to somebody at your local dispensary, you know, and find out what, what this, what this could do for you and sit quiet with it and maybe see what shows up. Like listen to your worship music, you know, see what shows up. And for me, I knew the church wasn't ready for what we were doing. But the great thing about that is like the church has been late or last on a lot of issues and I'm tired of that. Amen. And so um, the week I, so I told everybody I was going to quit my job at Triple X Church. I'm going to fly a plane on 420. Kanye's doing, you know, his Sunday service. I, I just, I knew I'd, I'd launched the plane. I've done this before with Triple X Church. You know, I kind of make waves. And I knew people would be responsive. You know, the New York Times, all that. That's easy. The church, they're the hard ones. In 2019, the next week, the biggest supporting church ever in my life that's had financially supported my other ministry like no other church. The senior pastor got on the stage and says, we're no longer supporting Craig Gross. He's a drug dealer. And first of all, I was like, I wish I could be a drug dealer right now. I don't know how to put products on shelves. We'll get there. But so I'm technically not a drug dealer or anything. I am just an advocate of this plant. And he pulled all their support. And within minutes, I got emails that said, I use CBD. The pastor doesn't know. I traveled the other to another state. This is a church in Ohio. So 
where I can get this, but please like keep doing this. And in the last three years, I've seen slowly those doors go, okay, Craig's not a drug deal dealer after all. <laughs> and I've assembled some of the greatest people inside of cannabis to come on board, to help me build this brand, to take this back to the church, because that's what I know. That's what I know since seven years old. You might try and kick me out of it, but I'm coming back with this plant because this plant. I, I have watched... something new to put in the offering plate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I had, you know, on a personal note, after six months after launching Christian Cannabis, I met a lot of people in the industry that opened uh, doors when I found out my wife of 20 years had cancer. I didn't know about Rick Simpson oil. I'd watched, I did, I was, that's me. I'm going to start this thing and I don't know everything. I know very little. Like I was a pastor. I was, I never tried weed till my late thirties. So Rick Simpson oil, I watched heal her of cervical cancer before her surgery. And yet people are telling me she's got cancer because I'm in sin. And I was like, no, 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 I'm being prepared for new medicines and new plants. And one of the things we're going to work on on Christian cannabis is an endometriosis tincture for women. So it doesn't get to the point of cancer and like, we're going to change things. And that's what I'm like. I've given everything the last three years to this almost gone bankrupt, lost all my businesses inside the Christian world. And now I'm like, no, just wait. Like we're going to do this thing. Like I'm not stopping. And thank you for, you know, being somebody to come on and give us a, a chance to talk. Certainly. And, you know, I had a list of things that I had written down that I was like, these are the unchristian things that are happening amongst Christians. And you actually touched on a, a number of them when you were just talking. So I want to go through these <laughs> that I, this list okay. I made and you can tell me your thoughts, maybe okay. tell me a story, something. The first one is, demonizing or condemning things that they don't understand. The biggest mm. one is judging and canceling people. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. And this is how they do it. THC, the Bible says mind altering. Uh, okay. THC, like, okay, like an altered state of mind, yet they've got a bottle of alcohol in their hand, you know? And I'm like, that's a higher vibration here with cannabis and alcohol is clearly a lower vibration. So, you don't know what you're talking about. I think sometimes Christians were the first to, to say what we're for or against based on somebody else's opinion. Oh, the Bible said this. How? Okay, obey the laws of the land. Uh, we've been wrong on a lot of our laws. <laughs> you know, like look at Big Pharma. Like it's really clear why cannabis isn't, you know, federally legal. So I think Christians, yeah, tend to talk about things that they don't really have info or data on. And so, man, get to know cannabis. That's all. Like, and then make your own decision. Yeah. I feel like they just take the Bible and even they have no information backing what they're saying besides maybe they've read a couple of pages of a scripture, but they don't understand what they're talking about. And so their argument is, it's just ridiculous. And The part that is so insane to me, which is another thing I wrote down, is that they're denying our natural relationship with Mother Nature. Like, why do they think that the God that created the heavens and the earth 
made this plant that helps us and is clearly, you know, changing people's lives for the better, how can they deny that? Yeah. Well, this is how they could deny it. Until they need it or until they're aware of it. Like your wife gets cancer, your husband gets cancer, and you know there's an alternative medicine out there that has, you know, a stigma around. It doesn't matter. You don't want to do chemo. You don't want to do radiation. You don't want to die. Like, all right, here's an alternative. But most people aren't at that point. And so for me, um, my old business partner, like he's famous because he wrote a poem called Jesus is Greater Than Religion. 36 million views on YouTube. Um, We started a a publishing company together and we ran some masterminds for some of the biggest Christian celebrities. Um, And I'm with that group right after I launched the plane in 2019. And Jeff, Jeff Bethke is his name. He said, Craig, I'm from Seattle. I don't have a problem with cannabis. But everything I'm doing with my brand around the Bible, around this, around families, like we can't be partners. And I was like, I get it. I get it because I'm bad for business right now, but I'm not on the wrong side of history on this one. And so in five years, like when this is, when there's a Christian brand, you know, it's just kind of like you'll sacrifice something today, man, for what you don't know. It's like, okay. And so I just had to sit with that going, I'm being asked to leave all these rooms, not because I knew they're strongly opposed. They didn't know. I sat with the biggest church in America, Pastor Craig Grishel. He said, I don't know anything about cannabis. I don't want to be wrong. Could you eat one brownie without having another? And I said, Craig, you have 46,000 people that go to your church in Oklahoma. Somebody's going to come up to you after church and say, hey, pastor, like, I'm sick. Or what do you think about this? We can't not have answers anymore. And he's like, well, you go through the fire and then there'll be less smoke. And so I'm challenging churches now, like Life Church, to say, let me bring our team. Let's have a sit down with your staff. Let's have a sit down with your congregation so we can educate what we know about this. So you don't just stand up there as a pastor and go, I don't know. Like, what is the deal? Like yeah. we got to be smarter than that when these tools can change and heal people. And we don't, we don't want to take the time yeah. and I get it. Like we've been wrong. They've been wrong on the gay issue. We've been wrong on so many issues, but there's people, there's outliers inside of Christianity that go, you know what? No, you're welcome here. And so who's Craig Gross yeah. to give you permission? I'm like, okay, somebody just needed to do it. And I, Yeah, that's all it takes. Like somebody to say, why don't you just try it and tread lightly when you go in there or ask somebody, don't just jump into this, but this plant is good recreationally, it's good medically, and I believe it's great spiritually. So my chest is pounding because I got fired up after the first guy of not wanting to do business with you because I'm like, you know, yes, you get it, but... I remember a campaign when I was coming up. What is it? WWJD? What would Jesus do? You know, like Jesus is the OG of hanging out with the alt crowd. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so the, the fact that the leaders of these churches were like, you know what? You do it first. 
we'll sit back and watch. Like that to me speaks volumes. And that's why people are leaving, you know, like leaving religion, period. I mean, COVID, we didn't have many pastors inside Christianity that actually had the courage to keep the churches open. That's another thing. We just lay down and we just go, oh, well, we don't know what we don't know. So we become less and less relevant. And this next generation doesn't need church like our parents. Our parents were, okay, we're into tradition. Our generation's like, I don't know, I'll go. This next generation, if you don't start speaking to things that they're interested in, in their timeline, not in your, well, we'll get to that in five years. Like, no, now you're going to lose them. And man, I think we've got to change. Like, I have so many friends that are working in churches that go, Craig, I don't even know on my staff if I'm, I'm in a legal, st- I'm in Seattle. We have a drinking policy, but we have no set policy for our staff on weed because nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody has any answers. And so then guess what? We don't talk about it. And I, I watched for 20 years, churches avoid the topic of pornography on the internet because it was like, oh, we don't want to deal with that. And so I came in and did it, but I was like, we can't wait that long here because people's lives are at stake. Like when, when you can see what I've seen with my eyes, the, the healing nature of this plant, like, yeah, we, we've got to be an advocate of it. And Christians love their own products. So um, I know that I, I had to change my one secular tape for five or no five secular tapes for one Christian band. So we're not going to do that to you in the cannabis thing, but we're going to create products that speak to the audience. Uh, We have some gummies that are going to be called first timers and it's just a two pack you and your spouse or you and a friend and it's five milligrams. And it's like, you know, our, our our weed and our other products will have first communion. (laughs) We have some communion wafers for your own. And then we have some, uh, you know, our, our products will have high CBD and low THC. So we're not going to be a brand that's up 25 to 30% THC. We're going to have it marked. We have a this scale that we've created. I mean, it's incredible the things, the innovation that we're putting into this because we know our audience needs to trust it. They need to trust, you know, our intentions in doing this. And we're going to use biblical ingredients in some of the products. Um, and then they need to have a positive experience. Yes. And so by offering high CBD, low THC, where, you know, the majority of them, they don't want to be out of their body. They don't want to have that psychoactive experience, even though they would enjoy it if they would just relax a little bit. So the fact that you're doing high CBD, low THC, they will get a little bit of that. So yeah, um, that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. So let me say one thing on that. When I first started right out of the gate, um, I mean, I put this on a credit card. I just, I just said, hey, I'm going to do it. I didn't know how to do it. I got a, my first calls for money in was do an all CBD line, never touch TAC. The Christians won't do that. And it was very attractive. Like me fund this and almost go bankrupt or take money in. Meanwhile, my wife is on RSO, which is like the highest form. And you want me to just tell people that it's just CBD. We knew you need like the, the best entourage stuff. effect yeah. is real. And so yes. I was like, no. So I, I stayed the course. And I've been manifesting that we'll be acquired by an MSO, a multi-state operator. We'll never have to touch the flower ourselves. We won't have to grow this state by state. We have a national audience with a national brand and we're close. We have the best company in the world uh, in this space that we're in negotiations with. Um, And we'd love to have, our thought was we're going to launch in California. I kept telling the team, 
I think we got a shot. These, there's going to be a few brands left. When this is multi-state, we don't need 4,000 cannabis brands. I want to make sure Christian Cannabis is one of those. And so I think we want a pretty aggressive start right out of the gate. So we were just starting to raise some money. Now with this new form company, with some founders of some other big cannabis companies, but we sat down with a MSO and um, they love our team. They love what we're doing. And I'm hoping that we can be uh, have an announcement in the next couple of weeks that will be uh, in every state um, possible by the end of the year. Well, that is very exciting. Congratulations, Craig. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's taken. God is everything, rewarding everything. you for walking it's, through the fire first, yeah, right? It, it's, <laughs> yeah, and for me, like I know, I, I told people we'll build a billion dollar brand. Like this, it's not about money for me though. Like I didn't go almost like I have the least amount of. I sold my house, cash in my four hundred one k. I have the least amount of money I've ever had right now with the biggest offers on the table. And it's not about money for me. This has not ever been, uh, I don't get motivated by money and I know we're going to make money, but that's, and I'll tell the investors why we're a great investment, but this is about the plants are waking up and people are waking up along with it. And this, we talk about the Jesus movement in the sixties. I hear Greg Laurie and Billy Graham and, you know, Rick Warren, all these guys talk about the different movements inside Christianity. Just wait till you see what happens with Christian cannabis. We're going to bring in, into cannabis this audience that has just been at the door because they didn't have permission and when they start using cannabis and i mean think about the worship music think about the creative think about the sermons that actually could be like well i'm hoping also (laughs) if if the majority of christians adopt that it's okay to use cannabis i mean what can happen to our planet you know i mean the separation that we are feeling and experiencing right now, like there is a great awakening happening. And, and we joke a lot about, you know, if we could just, you know, send everybody a free joint in the mail or something like just get everybody high. So if we could get Christians mm-hmm. high, that would be a good step. <laughs> yeah, and, you it's, know, it's been well, the funnest. Like, I wish I, I wish I would have had a reality show of just me getting all these pastors high at my house. Like literally. Oh my um, God. Yeah. I would have watched that. And, and watching people <laughs> in a safe space. Uh, you know, one, one of my friends is on my board of directors. He's like, I have to work, you know, like to, to watch a 40 year old never do cannabis and then think like, is this forever? And it's like, no dude, well what's, and people work through their fear or go, wait, is this, what are you afraid of? Well, I'm actually, what is this showing you? And you can start to show people what not to be afraid of, but how this can be a teacher. And especially for pastors who think, you know, sometimes they're the only teachers to be knocked on their socks, you know, by cannabis and the downloads and the information. Um, in 2018, I had three Christian friends that I said, guys, we've all been smoking for a couple years, but none of us do it during the day. Why don't we commit to action? I loved who I was becoming at night more than the day. And in 2018, I started using cannabis on a daily basis, whether that's CBD, whether it's a joint, whether that's, I'd never smoked flour until 2018 because um, I was scared of it. And I couldn't, you know, now I was like, no, I'm going to be vocal about this. And cannabis in my life on a daily basis um, has been the best thing I've ever put in my body on a daily basis. You know, like it's, yeah, it's helped. It's helped me in every mind, body, spirit alignment. And just, it's 
man, you start really looking at the cannabinoid system and the, you know, hype, all the stuff. It's like fascinating. I'm not that big of a geek, but I love what this does. Yeah. And I've been putting it in my body every day for 20 years. And, <laughs> you know, people will ask, you know, how often do you get high? And I'm like, well, if you're talking to me, I'm probably casually baked. Like that's just kind of a steady thing in oh. my body, but it allows me to stay connected yeah. But, you know, and it's not like a lot of people think that cannabis checks you out, but if you do it right, you check in. Yeah. And, you know, and that actually brings me to another one of the unchristian things that happens is the fact that people give their power away to pharma or the dogma or Hollywood or the media if we've got Christian cannabis <laughs> and, you know, and it's a brand that they can feel good about just feeling what that is like to have that conversation with your higher self, call it having a therapy session without leaving your house. You can have yeah. a therapy session without even opening your mouth. You yeah. know, it is just like working through your shit. And yeah. I will say that I have become a kinder, gentler human yeah. By consuming cannabis every day. And yeah. I mean, I was I was not a kind soul mm -hmm. in my early 20s. And, you know, I just think that I was given the space and, you know, like you said, that slowing down to get reacquainted with myself so that I could live my values. Yeah. Because yeah. when we're constantly giving our power away, we get amped up. We get a little bit angrier. You know, conversations start getting a little bit more aggressive. Tones start changing. And, you know, I, I've people constantly wonder what I'm up to because I'm smiling all the time. Because, you know, for the most part, I feel good. And I'm in the moment. And, you know, if people just give cannabis a chance... You know, there's a whole other side of themselves that they'll discover and fall in love with. Yeah, yeah. It's I love what you said. Checks you in, not out. It doesn't. Man, we're so checked into the screens and everything but being present. And it's like it, it's grounding. You know, it could take you completely out of your head as well. You know, as well. But I think if you're if you write, find the right amounts. Uh, same thing. I, I used relaxamints. Uh, five milligrams when I first started, uh, they had a spray instead of like something you smoked or a little mint. And I found like just that mint. Um, it showed me things about my body. I started getting massages um, and realized where I held things in my body and then was able to really connect mind, body, spirit. And I think sometimes Christians, all we are is here. Yet we have God that's here. But yet I think it's more than just here. It's our, it's all of us. And when your body, mind and spirit are aligned and you take a hybrid and it hits your body, it might send, if you've got pain or if you've got something, sometimes I'm like, Oh, what is that? Like I, yeah, I'll, I don't know when I need to go to the dentist, simple things like you get high and you chew some gum or eat a piece of candy. And if you have a cavity, like I'll, right away, I'll be like, Oh, I have a cavity. I can sense things in my body. If something's off, with a little bit of cannabis in my system. And I, and I haven't been wrong. Like I'll go in and I'll go, oh, I have this. It's this tooth. And he's like, oh, you got a big hole in there. Or you're sore. And then you're, you're realizing, yeah, for your body, for your mind, for your spirit. And we have a meditation on uh, cannabisisspiritual.com. 
you can download this meditation. Uh, there's like a track in there too that you can read or download. But the meditation, what I would challenge people to do is just download this meditation, smoke some cannabis or take a, a mint. And then there's a guided meditation where it can kind of drop you into the spirit space and work with, work with cannabis that way. I, you know, not just use it, but work with it in a different setting and, um, and see what it does. Yeah. When you were saying that um, about feeling your body and noticing, you know, when I smoke cannabis in the morning, I do my, you know, wake, bake and meditate and move energy kind of routine. And I do a body scan and, you know, just feeling all the parts of my body and incorporate that into my meditation. I am healing my body and optimizing to my highest potential. Yeah, and yeah. knowing that if I am of God, I am a miraculous being and I yeah. can help heal myself, you know, yeah. I don't have to always go straight into a doctor and say yeah. what the problem is, you know. And so I think it's also a fun experiment to play with your capabilities as, as a mm-hmm. divine human. hmm I, um, yeah, I don't think I've told anyone this, but, um, I call them downloads, like you, however you want to call it. Like you're in that space, you feel something, you, you feel it for me. I'm such a, I was such in my mind. Now I know how to silence a mind, quiet the mind and it doesn't run my life. It it's, it's quiet. It's like having my inbox at zero. I, I don't really check email either. So, um, <laughs> Um, but you know, that used to be such a thing. You have like email now it's like my head's clear. So when I'm in that space and I, I take cannabis, I oftentimes will be shown something. And sometimes those things don't make logical sense or Christian sense, but they're, they're promptings or leading. So I started doing whatever came in when I realized I would sit on something and then I would do it and it would work out. So the craziest of things, it didn't matter. Um, Anything I get now that I know it's not, it's not the devil. It's not, it's, it's me as much as it's God, because it's, it's, it's the same, but it's like when something comes in, I'll go do it. And yeah, whether that's a crazy idea or that's, you know, like walking into a room that I've never been in or just, or, or yeah. It's called inspired action. Yeah. Or move it. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to do it. And then I found I'll do that. And it's like a domino. I don't know why I'm doing that, but I know I'm supposed to. And then you always end up in the right space. And yeah, it's just, it's the leading. It's the being, and Jesus talks about that, you know, just, but I think we think Jesus was so superhuman and this and that, and he had all the power. And it's like, he came here to set us free and tell us what we can do. And man, I wish more Christians would realize what Jesus was really saying. And I think cannabis Rather than a sermon with three points and more Bible, a sermon, cannabis might speak to you more than a sermon ever has, and it won't be in words. Yeah. And, you know, I call that voice my higher self. Yeah. And with cannabis, that's punny, I guess. Um, But, you know, whatever we want to call it, we all get those downloads. And, you know, mine is a cannabis-infused meditation but also a cannabis-infused shower. That's like an amazing meeting with your higher self. Like I come up with all kinds of good ideas like that. So it's like giving yourself 
the set and setting along oh, with wow. it. So, you know, what don't do you just do in the like... shower. What do you do in the, with her, like aromatherapy? No, like you no, I'll, I will, I'll get really high before I get in the shower. And then, you know, you're just taking a long, oh, my, yeah. my hair is super long. So like okay. me washing my hair and like doing all the grooming, that's a long shower. So like just so having much, 30 yeah. minutes of just like chill, relaxing and just letting my mind go and mm -hmm. just listening to the downloads and yeah. Yeah. And, the I feel like so many yeah. times when people have their first experience with cannabis or figuring out how to use it, they're not thinking about a, a quiet, sacred space or a place yeah. where they can really relax, like an infrared sauna or whatever it is. Yeah. But just if you want to use it and have this space of, you know, wellness and mindfulness and reconnecting with self then, you know, really think about your set and setting before you have that experience so that you can experience cannabis in all of its glory. Yeah. yeah so much stuff comes in with cannabis and water, you know, like I love, <laughs> I love the jacuzzi and the sauna and the steam room. When I, I uh, started using cannabis regularly every day in 2018. So the mm -hmm. first thing I did was like, I'll move into the beach. I let my kids, I created a fake school, told the kids like, this whole system's broken. You can do what you want. <laughs> and then I moved to the beach and yeah, I'm going to be a stoner at the beach. I'm going to eat pizza, sleep in, didn't hold meetings before 10. And there's two hotels across from me where I was living that had day spas. So they, they had memberships. So I joined both memberships. Cause I was like, I could go any day. I could get one treatment a month. And what I would do instead of filling my schedule with the screen or doing this, I'm like spot day. And I'd go at nine, I'd smoke. I come in there so ripped, you know, or I'd be sitting there in the spa with like the locker and the robe, like smoking and then just sit and receive. And then once a month, well, twice, cause I had two memberships, we would get a massage and then work that out of your body. But then I started inviting men like to the spa with me, like business meetings and like, no, come drop in. I need three hours and here's a mint or here's something. And yeah, the, man, it's such a, it's like, it's so good for your body. And yeah, I just, we don't take that time and on cannabis, you have nowhere to go. So yeah, you can, you can go do all the things or you could sit and man, water. So oh no. Uh-oh. I'll come back. <laughs> I, it just died, huh? <laughs> so the devil doesn't want us talking about candy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, uh, this yeah. has been such a fun conversation. Is there is there something that we didn't cover that you think is important to round it out? For the people that don't see what I'm seeing yet or what Joe, what you're seeing, like listen and learn and don't write off what you don't know. And when it shows up in your life, it will probably be at a time. They say the medicine finds you. And so, yeah, it's been fun the last three months having some people come back in my life that had thought I was crazy and um, they can associate with me now, you know, and it's like, if you have a passion, if you have something stirring in your heart, even if it goes against the norm or if it's too early for your audience, if it's right in your spirit, 
do it because anything else you do, you won't be fulfilled. It won't work. And you'll have that still small voice that becomes bigger and bigger that just overtakes you to the point of you got to try it. And so if my story inspires that, like, yeah, I was going to die trying, but I wasn't going to let my wife die without the help of something like this and to watch it, to watch it change people's lives in the way it does. Man, I'm going to, I'm going to advocate for this, you know, as long as I can. And, um, We'll have a lot more content. We'll have a lot more things. And don't be so scared of it. And yeah, it's a great teacher. I want to add to that because I feel like we need to have a message for those people who have always been the one that's like, this is the devil's lettuce. Like you're going to hell. And now they're coming to a space where they want to change their mind, but they don't know how. And they don't know how to re-enter and come back because people don't like to be wrong. And, you know, a very early lesson that I learned as a college student was that everyone has the right to change their mind. And you embrace when you change your mind and celebrate when you learn and can do something different. And accept when other people change their mind that isn't necessarily, you know, serving your own highest good and you have to let them go. So you know, what advice do you have for people who have, you know, shunned you or me or something like that? And now they're trying to come back and, and reenter that space. Yeah. I think, you know, I talk about my old partner, Jeff, or these things that the pastor that threw me under the bus, it's like, I'm not angry. I get it. Church is business. And at the end of the day, like, you know, the pastors don't want to admit that, but they don't want to be wrong. And so we're oftentimes quiet and, um, I have compassion. I get it. I get why if we've demonized this, you know, I've I've been living in Mexico for half of last year. And I was like, man, America's done such a, a job on Mexico as far as, you know, how we've just kind of shit on that country as far. And you, you live there, you meet the people there and you're like, Oh my gosh. Like, I didn't know Mexico was like this. I, you know, I didn't get stolen by the cartel while I was there. It's, it's beautiful people. And so I think with more information, yeah, it's not about, don't be afraid that you were wrong. It's just like, Hey, I didn't have information, but you can't ignore it. Now there's too many things coming out there. There's a group called radical science doing studies. Um, some of those will be published soon about just the benefits of, of CBD, the benefits of this stuff. So don't ignore it. And uh, there's a chance that you have somebody in your life that's probably ahead of you in this. So show up at their house and say, maybe it's not a bong rip, but it's like, hey, show me where I should start on this and uh, and see what happens. Yeah. Get curious and don't lean in and double down on your ignorance. Yeah. So. You know, and when you were just saying that about Mexico, it actually brought up for me what's happening in Canada and with the truckers and, you know, and these people who are fighting against mandates that are, you know, stripping away layer of layer of our personal freedom and sovereignty. And the stories that get told on the mainstream media are not the stories that I'm hearing from my actual friends that live in Canada or are boots on the ground and are like, you know, seeing this very peaceful movement of a country trying to get their power back from some totalitarian bullshit that's starting to happen and, or that's been happening, but is like coming to a head. And 
if you don't understand something or something doesn't look right or there's a giant dumpster fire behind you or you see red flags everywhere, do more homework. Yeah, yeah. Dig deeper. Yeah. Look under the hood. What we are being shown and seeing the majority of the time, my entire lifetime mm-hmm. and the yeah. five lifetimes before that, we are constantly being fucking manipulated yeah. by fear and anxiety and people, you know, grasping for power. And so, you know, this plant, half of the reason it has been held down was because of special interest, big money and people trying to control and separate. And so that's, that's my ask. Get curious. Yeah. And turn off the news. Like turn it off. The news is, you know, today the Russia news None of it's real. Like they want us. You go look at. You go look under the hood. Go look at Ukraine and look at all the money. Like you, you want to see what's really going on. I mean, it's never what they tell us. And so when I hear people in cannabis that are telling me about their banks, you know, being shut down, or you know, even though it's legal in their state, because this isn't federally legal, like this is a hard thing. When you talk to cannabis companies in California, getting taxed at thirty something percent. Nobody's making money because they're making it so difficult. So to get into this space, the people that are going to stay in the space, like they're committed to it and they're not making it easy. This is still being demonized on a, obviously on a federal level where they can just come in and, and wipe out your bank account. So the people that are putting products on shelves to get to you right now, like they're going through it to, you know, yeah. to do this. And so. Man, I can't wait till the, those games are over and this is just, you know, legal and and we can have smoking or, you know, we can, man, forget the bars with the screens and the, like the restaurant I went to that I could just smoke cannabis when that was open in LA and just drop in with meals together. Like we need to just let this thing out as well, not just keep it in our houses. Like we got to change all this, all this bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting because... I always knew people in my life that were like, I'm here to be of service. My life is to be of service. And I was like, yeah, 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 okay, whatever. And then all of a sudden with cannabis, I was like called to service for this plant. And you're right. It is so difficult. It is, it's such a hard journey. And the people that, you know, just look in, they're like, oh, keep doing what you're doing. It's great. But People need to know how hard it is yeah. to be, you know, a disciple for this plant, yeah. you know? And so if you do want to step into this world and and share your story and share your voice, it's not going to be easy, but it will yeah. definitely feed your soul. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Tell us where we can find you on social if people want to follow what you're doing and know when everything's going to drop. <laughs> Well, I'm CraigGross.com or Craig Gross on social, but I'm blocked on almost everything because I'm into too many conspiracies, says the <laughs> fact checkers of the internet these days. So go with that what you want. But um uh, and then ChristianCannabis.com. But um yeah, the whole okay. uh, that's that's where you can find me. So is Christian Cannabis on social? Is it at yes. Christian yeah. Cannabis? Uh there's a dot in between the Christian and the cannabis. So okay. um and yeah, we're, we're ramping up all that stuff. We've been quiet just because we've been making the inroads inside the industry. We'll come out with a whole content plan. I mean, my last ministry, Triple X Church, we had 14,000 pages of information on the web around porn and sex. So I think there needs to be more stuff than just like high times 
because there's people that don't read high times because it's called high times. So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, like having some more just content is king still. And so we'll be pushing out a lot of stuff, you know, obviously linking to podcasts like yours and um, just educating people on this. So then we can, you know, once they're educated, they can come in and they can enjoy. <laughs> right on. Well, so, I appreciate what yeah. you're doing and and sending blessings to everyone, those yeah. who love us and those who think yeah. we're smoking devil's lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thanks for hanging out. All right. Thank you. Can I get an amen from the congregation? If you're inspired by this chat with Craig, I hope you'll rate and review the podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. That one small action helps other canna-curious folks find this highly responsible cannabis content. Head over to the show notes at casuallybaked.com to learn more about Christian cannabis and to check out the latest offers from the Casually Baked partner brands. When you shop those podcast affiliates, you save money on things you want, which in turn supports the production of this show. And if gas prices and inflation haven't punched you in the privates, consider becoming a podcast patron for as little as $5 per month. It's like you're putting three quarters of a tank of gas in my car, and I will appreciate every drop. (laughs) This giving and receiving with a joyful heart business, it's the smoke circle of life, my friend. So however you decide to support our highly responsible cannabis movement, thank you for doing your part to Puff Puff Pass It On. Yes, is a high time. We had a high time together. Casually Baked the Podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Jamie Hummiston at PodConnects. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has kind of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects network.